right, all right. So, hey man, I got a question for you. What's up? So, for a billion dollars, you had to take an anime protagonist attack to the chest. You live, but you do feel all of the pain. Whose attack are you taking from these people? Goku's Ultra Instinct Kamehameha, Naruto's Bijou Bomb, Hollow Ichigo's Getsuga Tensho, Gear 4th Luki's Kong Gun, Deku's Delaware Detroit Smash, or Saitama's Consecutive Serious Punches. Oh my gosh. See, when you said Naruto, I was like, okay, maybe it's just the Rasengan. And then you said the Bijou Bomb. Oh boy. Um, I'll, I'll take the Ichigo Getsuga Tensho. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll live. <laughs> So. Yeah, see, for me, I'd say keep the money, but uh, <laughs> if I had no choice, I would probably take the Deku Smash because cause it feels like with each of the other ones, I feel like I'm, I might feel like I'm getting atomized. <laughs> and I know I'm a live, but the pain of getting atomized is probably so much worse than getting a punch straight to the dome. Yeah, yeah. Is is he at a hundred percent though? Yes. Oh boy, that's that's tough either way. But yeah, so definitely we lose either way. Yep. But shout out to our fifty listeners, our also our European listeners, which is wild. But I'm Demetrius, and I'm Demetrius, and Micha Micha presents the Blurred City Podcast. So we're gonna have a nice, fun episode today. Um, this is our introductory to anime episode for just a lot of people uh, that ask questions, just trying to figure out where to get into it. So we're gonna kind of explain some of the subgenres, also give you some recommendations based on those subgenres, and see what catches with you. Uh, in the upcoming weeks, we also have a lot going on. Next week is our Thor Mega episode. Ooh. So we're going to have a mailbag associated with that. And just, it's going to be a really fun time. After that, we're going to get into the boys' season finale review. And then also just discuss our upcoming Comic-Con experience. Anything else? Oh, man. So really, there's um, there's more other things, as you mentioned, with the Comic-Con. It's going to be a great time. Um, but we also have our Nope movie review that's going to be coming whenever that movie drops. Yeah, so towards the end of July. So we have a lot of fun plan. Um, before we get into what's hot, we always hit you with the legal Spiegel. All right, and if you guys know it by heart, please feel free to stay with me. The purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All respective sources we reference are owned by their respective companies, and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and do not reflect any biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion is advised. All right, so other than the 120 heat index in Texas right now, we're going to get into what's hot, see what's going on in the world, uh, just keeping our ears to the street. So what you got that's hot? All right, so once again, the boys is just out here wilding, as always. My goodness. And and then also, the, the last couple episodes, Volume 2 of Stranger Things is out. So, so if you haven't caught up yet, you best do it now. I'm scared. And those episodes are long, so uh, <laughs> make sure you free up your entire day for that. Also, the movie The Black Phone came out, and uh, one of the hosts here has seen it, so I'm not gonna say anything else. But uh, let's just say that it is a is a is a, is good. 
just say I'll just say that. I'll be seeing the black phone later today. Uh so we'll both be caught up with that. Hopefully that might be on our Patreon actually uh later. Also coming out season two of Classroom of the Elite. A lot of hype behind that. We enter our summer season of animes. Uh, so that's going to be very exciting. Also, Umbrella Academy is out at the same time. So Netflix is trying to keep its subscribers before we all leave. <laughs> so after that, we're going to get into our Geek Out Freak Out segment. So this is just the segment where we take the time, uh, hype up either... Anything that you've seen, watched, read, played, um, you can, uh, ideally, this becomes a listener segment, and we can just, like, play voice notes, read your emails, um, and just have that. So you can hit us at our Gmail account, blurcity22 at gmail.com, or our Instagram and Twitter, which is blurcity22. Okay, so I mentioned it last week, but um, it's called RRR, Rise, Roar, and Revolt. And it's a Netflix movie. Uh, so it's a Tollywood movie, I believe. And kind of like it's a bit in Hindi and also Telugu. So it takes place in India and kind of just like when it was still like occupied by Britain at the time. Um, it's a really good movie. It's an example of just kind of expanding your horizons. So when I initially saw it, I, I loaded it up. It was eight at night. And then I saw it was three hours long. And I was like, oh, mm. Ain't no way I'm finishing this tonight. Uh, it got 20 minutes in. And just like as for somebody that's going to watch it, it's very over the top. So if you can make it past the second scene without rolling your eyes, then it's definitely a movie that you'll enjoy. Um, you can break it down into either two hour and a half parts or just like kind of six 30 minute parts to kind of if the time is too much for you. But it is an S tier movie to me. Like the story is absolutely incredible. Like I told you, like <clears throat> in the first uh, Geek Out Freak Out segment with just like Boji and Ranking of Kings and Kage, like I am a sucker for friend stories. And this is one of like the great friend stories. Uh, the action is, <laughs> the action is so funny, but um, also just like the acting, the heart behind it, the music. Like if you want to have a good time, there's a song called Natu Natu. Uh, just look it up on YouTube and just like try to dance along if you can. But it's absolutely incredible. I just don't want to really get into a lot of spoilers for it. But I mean, it's just like really good. And even seeing just like kind of in the colonial times, it was a bit rough kind of just relating it to kind of our own cultural history. Um, but I think they interweaved it well. And then again, it's just like in terms of like when people really have something that they are passionate about and invested in and you can put in a good just like product. And I really appreciated that as a movie. So nice. Rise, Roar, Revolt or just Triple R. Okay, awesome, awesome. I was actually, when you said three hours, I was going like, mm. and then I remembered, oh, wait, I watched uh, Endgame like multiple times, and <laughs> I watched Snyder's Justice League even more. So, uh, so yeah, time is, is not a factor for me anymore. Mm. So getting going from there, we're just going to get into our main portion. So this is the general discussion about the intro to anime. Before we like really start to break it down, we're just going to get into different subcategories uh, to talk about. So just even starting, we're going to go to watchability and themes of anime. So like what kind of got you into it? Oh, man. All right. So really, I guess I sort of got exposed to it the way like most people in America did, which was through... Cartoon Network's Toonami segment. 
you know, this is where like they pretty much brought like many Japanese Western of uh, Japanese uh, anime to the West to here in America, dubbed over it to make it sure it's understandable to people. <laughs> and really, like what makes it rewatchable is is the fact that like a the animation quality can be absolute god tier, and then and then also like the stories are what makes it great. Or it's like what keeps you in there. It's like stuff that makes you want, oh man, when does the next episode come out? You know, like you can have character growth and development, many like adult themes in different anime, as well as just just in general, just fun times that can be had in there to make you either laugh, cry, get angry, or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so like definitely what you mentioned with Toonami, like those Saturday nights were fire. Um, just the different lineups they had, I think it'd be like seven to midnight and then past midnight, they would have other episodes as well. Um, but for me, the watchability, it's so, you know, accessible, like if you can find it, but if you, like you can finish a 12 episode season in four hours and still have like the rest of your day, um, where it kind of differs with like binging on Netflix or just like other shows where it's like, okay, 45 minutes to an hour. And it's eight plus episodes. So like, you're not going to do anything that day if you if you plan on binging. So, but for an anime, you can easily go, okay, let me do two hours at this point. Let me do two hours later. I'm done with the entire season and it's good. And then if you want to watch a 24 episode anime, that's kind of just like the same general eight hours, which is the same as watching like a eight episode hour long binge of like normal stuff. So that was really cool for me. Nice, nice. And and what did you think about uh about like our first uh, first episode when we talked about you know the different levels of scorn or things that we had within there? Yeah, I think I think it rose a level. I'm not sure where it is now, honestly. Um, it probably might be above fantasy or like at least in the same tier as fantasy. We like we had our Star Wars review last last week and there's like so many star wars products that's going to come out in the near future and then just like other uh mediums like that so it's kind of competing with but i would say it's kind of risen up maybe cartoons have fallen a bit um but kind of in that same tier yeah definitely i can definitely agree with you there especially with the cartoon sphere because uh uh i'm gonna trigger a lot of people nowadays that the cartoons of nowadays is much more childish and more child-friendly than the ones uh, from back in our childhood and and like anime is, is kind of growing to be like less of a childish thing is more accepted and how like different celebrities and whatnot have like acknowledged like hey i love anime i'm looking at you samuel jackson you acknowledge <laughs> that and i just lost it well he's literally afro samurai exactly so so I, so I lost it i was like yep yep so anime's cultural zeitgeist we it's here and it's staying yes listeners that's correct samuel l jackson was the voice of an anime character so mm. yes but yeah even going to the swarm but this is actually one of my favorite things about uh meeting people that love anime like what's like the first interaction like oh man so so like for me it always goes like this uh either i a recognize like like a piece of merchandise that they're wearing either it's like a t-shirt or a uh or like or like this one friend i have like they he has like an i 
you know, like them uh, pod cases. And his case was in the shape of a devil fruit. I was like, so, so you into One Piece, my boy? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I am. It's like, all right. And down the rabbit hole we go. It's like, it always starts with one thing. And then we just jumped into the whole anime spiral. Right. Yeah, for me, I kind of remember that first interaction in college where it was like, I think I saw somebody with like a One Piece shirt or I was, I think I was wearing a One Piece shirt and then they were like, oh, um, oh, is that One Piece? And then I was like, yeah, it is. And then just kind of like that discussion and then like other people heard us and kind of came around. So then you kind of get into just like sharing different, uh, oh, did you watch this? Yeah, I watched that. Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched that. So it kind of just like the excitement of it because it's not something that you uh, typically brag about. Like, I feel like, if you saw a Marvel movie, you could walk into a room and be like, Marvel this, Marvel that. And like, not kind of like we said with the Tears of Scorn, where yeah. it's like, there's not going to be like much static from it. But back then with anime, you're not just like, oh, you know, boasting about it. Like, it's kind of like the secret conversations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into a class and just scream out uh, shows like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> see how many people going to uh, come up and talk to me. Well, I'm pretty sure few people probably would because you know dragon ball z is dragon ball z but uh, right. if it's something else that uh x name here mm-hmm. uh, like probably wouldn't uh, get as much of a response which makes sense so just even before we like we got two more things to cover but kind of just the positives and negatives of it if we want to look at oh yeah so like some of the positives of anime uh, as i said like adult things uh you can bring people together with it uh there's like a whole community uh developed for it which actually goes into both positive and negative uh and and depending on the anime that music bruh <laughs> some of them some of the things supposed to be so fire i have them on my workout playlist that's that's how hard they get sometimes mm-hmm. uh yeah it's like action can be great uh, i mentioned plenty of times stories great can be great and you can learn life lessons from them and there's and there's always like an anime for a specific person right that is so true and then on to the negatives who boy all right so i mentioned the number one which are the fans like the fans can intend to uh take things a bit far and by a bit far i mean go on a complete total rampage like on some Star Wars level of rampage, and that's kind of that's kind of out there. Uh, there's also the fact of like some people may not like may be put off by like oh it's not like made in America, so like you may not get some of the cultural themes throughout right. unless you're cultured. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. What else can be uh, problematic with animes? Um, Oh yeah, uh, there's one specific one where it's like uh, some fan service, if you will. Uh, some people may take that as a positive, some may take it as a negative. So I, I'm gonna leave that one as neutral and let the let you viewers decide decide on whether fan service is uh, great or not. Yeah, for me, uh, positives you mentioned earlier, the animation can be so beautiful sometimes like even more so than like real life um where you're just like how did people sit in a room and make this um 
themes are like very just like high level it's like not what you would expect sometimes and then you're allowed to do more than just like an action stuff like even with uh say live action movies and like mcu and stuff like that the action is incredible but with anime like you can like have explosions uh bright colors you can just kind of play with it as you would part of your imagination which is so incredible and then yeah fire themes for the negatives definitely kind of just like the over sexualization sometimes and kind of what you said with fan service uh diversity is tricky um because sometimes when they have black characters i'm like just don't have a black character <laughs> um i'm like yeah i'm fine i don't i don't need this um <laughs> in my life um so yeah <laughs> and then also it's just like it's really hard to get new people to watch it um if you're if they're not deep into it or not receptive to it. I know there's like skits on like YouTube and stuff where it's just like you're watching it, everything's normal, and then all of a sudden you just like hear the the high pitched voice that that doesn't match what you're watching, <laughs> and it just kind of just like oh, like if someone were to walk in, you're like yo, this is normal, but they're like yo, what are you watching? Um, so that can be tricky sometimes, but so why we wanted to do this is like we're giving everyone just the opportunity to we're cracking open the door and you can choose to walk in if you want to so also we're going to get into terminology that you need to know and discuss so do you want to share some uh yes yeah, so one terminology that uh some terminology that is really needed in order to be an anime fan is weeb and otaku that they are kind of uh they're kind of like synonyms in a way. Uh, it's, so like, if you're considered a weeb, that's where like you're so ingrained, ingrained into it. Like you have posters all over your walls. Uh, you may have a body pillow. Yeah, you kind of like you're so ingrained to it to where like, hey, you might be like speaking Japanese just because of anime or things of that nature. Like you, you treat uh anime as, a, as the second coming mm -hmm. and you just put that as like your top priority in life to where like everything else just does not matter and it is absolute and it can be off-putting and it especially gives like some anime fans a bad rap and right. a bad name otaku is kind of like a slightly less than that it's like oh yeah they may do all those things but they still know like where to put their like priorities in and they don't treat it as like the end all be all and like have all that raging stuff so it's like hey and like hey if you're an otaku that that's cool if you're a weeb bro <laughs> you're riding that line um another two that just kind of go hand in hand so a lot of animes are based off of manga uh, what's a manga? It's essentially just think of it as a comic book for anime. That's the easiest way I can describe it. Um, and with that, the stories in the manga are canon. So we kind of touched on it last week with Star Wars, but canon is essentially the main ex universally accepted story or the story intended by the author of said work. So a lot of times when watching anime, people can say, oh, that's not canon. And this is canon. So um, things that aren't canon are... Well, some things that aren't canon is the Shoko Dragon Ball GT, for example. Technically, it was not made by the creator of Dragon Ball, Akira Toriyama, but like that's just an example of it. But another key example is stuff called filler. Right. Filler is where like an anime would either 
have their story come to a screeching halt and go and do something else or they like pad out the time frame reason being is most of the time like anime are typically like coming at least back in the day most of the time they come out around the same time as the manga so like so like at sometimes like they may be only like a few chapters or a few like manga volumes ahead but anime can tend to like crush like numerous volumes into like a single episode so there may come a time when an anime will catch up to the manga or even go past it so in order to give the author like time to like write out the rest of the story that's where filler comes in and then they may come to a grinding halt if you will yeah and when we get to uh one of our first subgenres, it's really dominated by filler especially one of the um some of the older versions of that and that was a great description of it uh, another thing to just kind of look at is arcs so arcs are essentially like story um, storylines within the main story. Um, think of your entire life as a story and say that your elementary school, that's an arc. Your junior high or middle school, that's an arc. High school is an arc. Uh, whether you go to college or not, that's an arc. Just like different phases of your life. Um, so different phases of the story is an arc. So when we reference some things, they're uh, referencing a specific set of episodes, a specific set of uh, storylines within chapters of the manga or light novels so that's kind of what an arc is and and now we're going to another one which is the concept of subbed or dubbed now okay so when it, we're coming to that you know like traditionally anime comes from japan so like they're spoken with a japanese like voice actor so the language will be in japanese and as such when it's poured over to the west one of two things happen Either they will keep it in Japanese, but they will put subtitles, which translates what they're what they say into a specific language of wherever you are from. That is considered sub. Now, dub, on the other hand, is where they completely just they I, they will translate the script for the most part accurately. There there's some liberties that can be taken, but they will uh, translate the script and then give it to English or wherever you're from, like give it to voice actors of your country or language, and then they will be the ones to speak the lines and whatnot. And that that one is a point of contention in, in and of itself, as many people like to say like, hey, we like dub better because, uh, because like I can understand it or... Mm-hmm. Or, but we like subbed better because of the fact it's more accurate to the source material. Right. Yeah. So for me, with that, I'm typically whatever I start with, I stick with. So that kind of just works the best. So, like, if I start something in dub, I'm not going to switch to sub unless it like gets far behind. I did that with Black Clover because uh, this is too far behind. Um, but tip, and if it's like in sub, I'll stick with sub just because I'm used to the voices. I'm kind of used to it. It's not really that big of a deal that people make it to be yeah it's like i i'm yeah i'm much like you it's like whatever i start in that's why i'm gonna finish it in so like for example like all of the tsunami stuff like i started it in english i'm gonna finish it in english and i will probably for the most part watch it in english unless i'm bored and i'll like look at the sub version just to see like okay let's see what differences there are and if i watch a show in sub I'll most likely keep it in sub throughout the entire time, uh, as you mentioned, unless like either 
like something goes a grinding halt or like I just switch it over on a whim. But like I have no preference regardless. Yeah. So I'm a person that watches telenovelas because I got to have my stories. So <laughs> I, I don't mind reading subtitles. <laughs> but with that, uh, any other terminology we'll just discuss as we come up. But right now we're going to get in our just sailboats real quick. We're, and then unlike a certain ninja, we're not going to go too deep of a dive. But this is time for the deep dive section of the show. Do you want to explain Shonen to us? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so Shonen is actually a translation, which means uh, youthful. So pretty much it's aimed, it's typically like an anime that's like aimed towards boys, like roughly between the ages like 12 to 18-ish. And most of the time it comes from a manga or a specific like manga uh, studio called Shonen Jump where they display like just a bunch of manga of that specific genre. And what they consist of, it's a lot of like of your typical action or stuff that just captures like like what most boys of those age would. So, you know, like the action shows, the, uh, yeah, the action shows, some of the more dramatic, if you will, and things just of that nature. Um, you can think of just some, you can just think of like a lot of them off the top of your head because they're they're the ones that are like the most popular. Exactly. And it's the one that's going to like grab most money from not only just those in Japan, but those all around the world. Mm -hmm. Because that's what like, because even though we're all like come from different cultures uh, as boys and and some girls too, because uh, girls and actually we, we all tend to see and like a lot of the same things. Right. So that's pretty much like what shonen is at the most basic level. Mm. And in terms of like, like, all right, so here's some of like the shows that you can think of when it comes to shonen, right? Think of like Dragon Ball, like the entire series, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Super, GT, all of that is classified under shonen. You also get your stuff like One Piece, which is a <laughs> it's a great show but good goodness how long it is uh over a thousand episodes but uh hey if you want to get on that journey go ahead because you'll never have you'll never be able to say like hey um i'm not without content right and you get shows like uh naruto another uh of the big ones bleach Another one. The big three. The big three. Naruto, One Piece, Bleach with the granddaddy of Dragon Ball. Yep. Uh, we also get like other shows such as Jujutsu Kaisen, Hunter Hunter, Attack on Titan, Gintama, One Punch Man, Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, which is which actually falls into like another category. And what you're gonna notice is that like a lot of these can go into multiple different stories but like there can be shown in anime that can fall under adventure it can fall under romance like inuyasha is or it can be like a drama or horror or even mecca it can just go into multiple different categories like that uh another one that i really love and like it's like one of those that's a gateway so like anybody can jump into it and it will and it's just a fantastic story overall full metal alchemist and it's a and it's kind of reboot 
Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes, and with Brotherhood, this is where the canon thing kind of comes into play. So the first Full Metal Alchemist uh, completed before the manga was actually done. So they just kind of created their own story to it. And then with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the manga was actually done. So the actual ending is canon. And Brotherhood is actually the number one rated anime of all time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's definitely a good gateway. And yeah, I actually didn't know that's how it translated uh, for Shonen. But yeah, again, Shonen is more of an age range category, but a lot. So we're kind of focusing on action. But why some of these that he mentioned are so popular is because they all have elite protagonists. For the most part, elite protagonists that you kind of get behind and just kind of root for. Yep, yep. Uh, Like when you think of like some of the elite protagonists, these are like... You're some of the best characters like you think of, like some of the more outgoing ones. Uh, you think of, you know, like Natsu from Fairy Tale or uh, Naruto, Luffy from One Piece, Goku, the goat, the the absolute goat. Uh, and and then people like like uh uh oh yeah, Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. <laughs> we gonna get into that one a little bit later one but, day uh, yeah but yeah so uh so yeah so like when it comes to protagonists like there are people who you can root for and also like in there are also antagonists in like a lot of these animes that you come to either despise or at least you can kind of sympathize with and hoping that they turn good uh in terms of the ones you absolutely despise i'm looking at you frieza <laughs> you <laughs> You racist alien. One hundred percent, absolute problem. But yeah, I think one of the reasons that we get so invested in these characters, shonen is typically one of the longest genre. Well, yeah, one of the longest genres. So again, as you mentioned, like One Piece is over a thousand episodes. So if you get into that, that's an investment. Uh, Bleach is over three hundred episodes. Naruto has like three different series, which are nearing a thousand total episodes together. Um, but a lot of the reasons why they're so long is because they're a bunch of filler. And the filler kind of, some of the filler is really good and gives backstory, but a lot of it is just like nonsensical. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you, Naruto, uh, because of the fact like the Naruto series, as I, as I mentioned earlier, like sometimes ran concurrently with the manga and got ahead. So it created just so much filler. I mean, it has gotten to the point where there's actual lists online that tell you like, okay, these episodes are canon and these ones are not. So these are the ones you can skip and you wouldn't miss the thing. I had to use that for the rewatch of Shippuden. Yeah, and that, that's bad. But uh, you know what's even worse? There's this uh, stigma like with anime, right? And especially within the anime fans. And um, unfortunately, like it's a question that gets asked too many times it is because like whenever you mention like just protagonists and like how within their story they gain more power and they become stronger and whatnot the first question many people will ask and it is can they beat goku though <laughs> look look I'm, I'm i'm talking to you now fans yeah so listen i love goku <laughs> he's great he's a goat <laughs> He, he, he can't be replaced. He, he can't be touched. All right. But you gotta stop comparing people to him. Like, there are some anime where it's like, it's not always about the power. 
It's about the story. Like, look at full. I mean, not yeah, Full Metal Alchemist, for example. Right. Like, uh, main character Edward Elric. He he does not get to like planetary, galactic levels of power, and yet people will still ask, "Can he beat Goku?" Though. Right. There are people who will ask, like, "Can Deku from My Hero Academia be Goku?" And you're just like, "Fam, a there are two different verses." With two separate uh, power scalings, power scalings. So how how can you how can you even make that comparison? I'll give you the One Punch Man though. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that one because that was kind of that was kind of raw. That's not be Goku. I'm not even gonna get into <laughs> any debates on that. I'm not gonna lay <laughs> my personal feelings on the matter because uh because like it doesn't matter in the end. That's true. Even though Goku win, but uh, <laughs> but really, it's all about like the fun, the main, like, the main fun within these different characters and whatnot. So, so yeah, this is my little mini rant. Uh, please stop the can they be Goku though, because it's played out and it's tiring. Another thing that's pretty funny is the power of friendship in Shonen. Um, this is the moment where it's kind of like they're fighting, um, a villain and then they go power friendship. And then it's just like a power boost where they either turn the villain into a good guy or they, um, essentially clap them or yeah, or they essentially like recruit all their friends and they beat them with the power friendship. But just kind of wrapping up with a few more recommendations, uh, just as also a heads up, you can catch most anime on either Hulu Netflix, HBO Max, Crunchyroll, or Funimation, and if you're really deep into anime, you know where to find it yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. Uh, but two that I really love, Black Clover, um, which really just came around um, after the Witch Arc, in my opinion, and it's definitely a fire one, and then Demon Slayer. So Demon Slayer is one that continually breaks the internet. Um, so this, yeah, those two are really hype. Um, so just wrapping up with Shonen, kind of geared more towards a younger boy crowd, but it's really for everyone. We focus more on the Shonen action side of it, um, but yeah, it's just the different one. So you can take any of those recommendations, and if you have the time and investment, you can really get um, into it deeper. So for the next one, we're going into adventure. So this adventure is really tricky because a lot of stories have adventures within them. Um, but for me, I think the funny part of the adventure genre is that with anime having a lot of teens and just kids in time, so you see the bad parenting exposed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So just even with Pokemon, I mean, Ash, he literally goes on adventures every season. And just it's just him and two other kids. <laughs> and they just go all around the world and they have these two stalkers chasing them. How is he still 10 years old? <laughs> We're not going to get it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just like you see, just like a lot of parents are like, yeah, uh, you can go on an adventure. Uh, Hunter Hunter is another one which is shown in, but also it's like an adventure one. That's really good. Um, but yeah, do you have anything with adventure? Oh, man. Well, it's like when it comes to that, like uh, there's a lot of many different things when it comes to adventuring. Like most of it is at least when it comes to it, it's about like the journey, mm-hmm. if you will. So like people are just like it's all about like all the friends you gather or like what you're gathering on that journey and just all of the 
the good times, maybe some of the bad times that happens in there or just anything of that nature. So when it comes to adventures, like it's it's actually quite accessible. Yeah, I really like adventures, too, because like sometimes you'll run into very eccentric characters um, and with that, sometimes it's like one shot characters. So it's just kind of like you'll meet this one crazy old guy and like he'll give you like sage advice. And then there's another one where you'll meet like a little girl, but she's actually like 60 years old or something like that because he's trapped in the wrong body or something like that. But yeah, Adventures was really good. And I like what you said about just like the people that you meet, the friendships and journey along the way. Um, so even just with that, we talked about the joy of going on an adventure, but like, what would you do? Where would you go? Oh, man. Uh, me, let's see, travel around the world, you know, get a chance to train under the best masters or try to become the very best like no one ever was. <laughs> of course. Uh, or become the, the king, king games, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like that would be like some of the things I do, just try to it's like make more friends, become stronger, and and end up accidentally becoming a shunning protagonist mm-hmm. because I, I end up talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, I think for me, I would love to go on a treasure hunt. Um, I think just like, because a lot of adventures, I don't want to go on a world ending, like save the world type of adventure, but just like a treasure hunt, the fun of it, um, just really connecting with people, kind of just like the chase of it. And then it's like on an adventure, you're really carefree, uh, which is different from like the shonen action that we talked about where it's like you're constantly fighting world ending threats or like yeah to that extent but on an adventure it's just like okay it's serious at times but okay we're also having fun like i mentioned before meeting new people and just like having that one track mind being carefree that's definitely where i want to go so just a few adventures that i can even think of we mentioned pokemon digimon which has one of the most fire intro songs on the original one that i love uh, Cowboy Bebop, which is an OG in oh, anime, 100%. Like, Cowboy Bebop, like, I believe it came out in the 90s, mm-hmm. correct? It's very uh, inspirational in terms of just, like, music integration. So, like, if you want to list up even a song, the opening is called Tank. If you listen to Tank, it's, like, really jazz-inspired and incredible opening. Um, Samurai Champloo, which is kind of, like, the same general feel of a cowboy bebop just like the song and the music and the atmosphere is almost as vital to the story and then kind of just go into the more darker <laughs> adventures vinland saga ah. Ooh, that's a high level high level adventure story but just like really just like norse mythology integrated into anime is really cool and then one of the most popular animes that a lot of I want to say newer people to anime, but people that have been in it for a long time is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hey, this is so fun. Hey, the poses—you <laughs> know the memes when you see them. Yes, and just even with that, uh, do you have a favorite uh, of the JoJo clan? <sighs> Jotaro. You have to. Jotaro Kujo. I I can't I can't do anybody other than the main man himself. Which is absolutely incredible. So I believe he's the third, right? Yep. Yeah. I really love Diamond is Unbreakable, but my favorite character is Koichi, not Josuke in that episode. Well, in that series, but it has to be Jotaro. Um, and then, yes, in Golden Wind um, with Dio, uh, Offspring. That's a really good one, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Love him. Love him. 
And and do you have any more recommendations? Those were the main ones, you. Ah, yes. So, okay, so I have a couple of them that that are really great. So firstly, uh, if you didn't catch like my whole thing before, the Yu-Gi-Oh! series, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, 5Ds. So you would consider that an adventure? I didn't know where to put that one, which was so, tricky. Yeah, so like it's it's like it's like a mix of adventure because you know they're going around dueling people right. with their cards or or dueling on motorcycles, <laughs> but it's also considered a shonen as well because like it's nice. because it debuted in the shonen jump mangas. I actually have a Yu-Gi-Oh story, which oh, is boy. funny. So I can't say the teacher's name or the school, but in seventh grade, me and my friends we used to be we were huge Yu-Gi-Oh fans, so we would have Yu-Gi-Oh battles in class at dual monster battles in class um but the teacher wasn't our homeroom teacher but she would come in sometimes and she would be like no you're not supposed to play any type of cards in school so she would take them well she wouldn't take them but she would stop us from playing it um and then one day i remember it so vividly we had a kind of like a bus drill evacuation um for middle school so you get on the bus and you get off in case of emergency so it's a practice but since I went to school really close to the ghetto, there was a bullet on the bus. Hey, yo. So, but the thing is, we were in the middle of a, uh, we were in the middle of a dual monsters battle for Yu-Gi-Oh uh, prior to getting on the bus. So when we get off the bus, they check everybody. And guess what we all have in our bags and in our uh, pockets? Mon- Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So guess what they do? They take all our Yu-Gi-Oh cards. No! Oh, man. They took my summon school. I was so sad. No, that's tragic. That's tragic. So, yeah, just just keep going. I'm, I'm depressed I'm now. But don't worry. Don't worry. You're talking to a former Yu-Gi-Oh champion. I actually went to, like, Worlds. And, oh, that's Like, cool. I was competitive back in the day. Who was your main? Uh, I actually played, like, heroes. Oh, that's like, nice. elemental heroes and whatnot. But, but yeah, I'm... But I'm retired now, so. <laughs> so don't don't try to come at me. Otherwise, you're getting clapped. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like those theories, I consider that uh, there's just anything by Studio Ghibli. Oh yes. Like, firstly, animation quality, perfection. Even for its time. Perfection. The musical scores in those perfection. Just anything by that studio. Just look it up uh there's just too many to mention i i i can't pick any of them to choose between just watch them all and a lot of those are on hbo max just so you know yes yes watch them all on on hbo max and then as you mentioned we're going into the dark side uh and one and i have one in particular it falls under both shonen with a little bit of horror in there berserk Ooh, wow that's a good one. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Okay, so berserk. That one's. It starts off fine until you get to the backstory of guts, the main protagonist, and you get to a certain point in the story, which I'm not gonna spoil. But good, good lord, that story does not become the same after a certain point. Yes, and the original one, not the remake. No, no. R.I.P. to the author who passed away, but uh, but goodness, that story. Ooh. Oh man, now, now I, need, I need to call. <laughs> we got to recover from our sadness. <laughs> we got to recover from our sadness a bit by going into a another category, which may or may not also be depressing. It's called isekai. Yes. Now isekai is 
it's essentially translated to another world. So the whole premise of that anime type is that your main protagonist ends up getting transported to another world, whether it be like a fantasy, sci-fi, just whatever, just a different world entirely. Mm-hmm. And it's just them either trying to uh, just live in that world, uh, solve whatever conflict that may be happening there, or them trying to go home. Now, the whole thing about like the Isekai anime is that uh, typically most of them... <laughs> Most people, most of the main protagonists gets isekai'd in in a lot of similar ways. Yes, and it it mostly involves them dying, mostly by a certain uh, individual, mm-hmm. or I shouldn't say individual, more like an entity, a thing, <laughs> the thing that uh that slays most people. It's known as Truckcoon, Truckcoon, and utter menace. Yes. Uh, should be at the the round table. Oh wait, he is. Um, but yeah, so like typically most of the time, like the main characters gets like either run over by a vehicle or, or like save somebody by getting run over by a vehicle or anything like that. And then they die, but they end up getting transported to other worlds. But that ain't the only method right. uh, of getting isekai You want so, to talk about that? A lot of other ones are they get summoned. Uh, so it's usually like a fantasy world where they summon because they need a hero to kind of just like save that world. A lot of things in isekai is also you have to defeat a demon lord. So that's one big key element to getting summoned. Sometimes it's just like a gamer. Um, you log in and then you're just kind of stuck in the game, which we'll mention uh, one of the Big, one of the big uh, pioneers of Isekai is Sword Art Online. So Sword Art Online has a lot of... It's very divisive on how people feel about it. Um, I, I've watched it and I understand the kind of just the, the general disagreement about it. But I would say it's it's like a 7 out of 10 maybe, uh, depending on the season. But Sword Art Online definitely um, kickstarted Isekai in my opinion. And then another one is just like you typically fall asleep, you wake up in a different world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sword Online, I, I honestly give it like first season, great, falls off from there. Uh, the Alicization picked it back. It saved it, in my opinion. Yeah, but it definitely drops off. Yeah. Exactly, it just drops off like a like a man jumping off a cliff to get isekai'd. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I can just think of like man, just what are some of like the best places to get isekai'd? Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely not a from software game. So. Um, no Elden Ring, no Sekiro, no, none of that, no Bloodborne, uh, because you won't survive at all. Um, but I would love to go to a place where I'm OP, so. Yeah, yeah, I would love to go to just any place where either I get too much power, (laughs) or if I'm like a certain uh, main character from our Patreon-sponsored episode, I would just want to live my life peacefully until they just want to drag me into it. Yeah. But but going into that, like just a couple of recommendations of it, uh, as I mentioned on our Patreon sponsored episode, we talked about this one called Date Trapped in a Dating Simulator. A really great uh, story. You can find it on Crunchyroll and you can listen to our review of that on Patreon by subscribing. Uh, just look up Blurred City Pod. Uh, other ones that I can think of is ReZero. Great, solid one. Konosuba, which is just absolutely hilarious. Yes. Had me dying. Uh, talk about Overlord. 
which is just an amazing one. Which is coming out. It should come out by the time you hear this podcast. Yep. For the new season. Mm-hmm. Another one is the time I got reincarnated as slime. Ah, oh, yes. I cannot believe I forgot that one. Yes. Oh my goodness. That one is just, it's just great because it's just, uh, it's like, like you think like, hey, I got reincarnated as slime. You think like that, that would just be the end of it. It's like, yeah, this person done for. Mm-hmm. No, it is a, it is a story about proving that even though you in the least, you get to become the absolute most. Yes, and just uh, for listeners, a slime is like a monster that's like the lowest level of a monster, um, like level one, typically. So you beat that as an adventure to start the game. Yep. And then another one, which uh, again, we get dark once again, Saga of Tanya the Evil. <laughs> that's so fun, though. It is fun, but good Lord, what the main character does is just outright just outright black air force mm-hmm. it's outright out of here but yeah did you have any more uh only one i have at the moment is the rising of the shield hero Ooh. which is rising in popularity season two just ended season three was already confirmed by the time season one ended which lets you know how popular it is but it's definitely um that first episode that first season first episode wow um, so I think, like, I definitely want to do a character study of Naofumi, um, and that could be a Patreon uh, episode as well. But that's definitely an incredible one. That's the only other one I have at the moment. But getting into our next category is romance. So romance is very, very popular one. Um, a lot of different variety, a lot of different high-level ones. Um, but just with that, what you'll typically see in a romance is less... I'll just walk you through the love interests and like archetypes of them. So the first one is a sundere. Um, so what that is, is typically if you would see a character, um, particularly a female in this case, where they go, oh, I give you this bag of roses. And it's like, oh, it's not like I wanted to give it to you. But it's just like essentially them denying their feelings, but acting on them at the same time. Uh, next one is the childhood friend one, which is the most depressing one because they almost always get rejected, <laughs> um, which is ho- just hilarious. Next one is Yandere, oh, um, which I'll just say they're very clingy and I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, next one is the quiet shy type. So thank Hinata and Naruto. And then the other one is like the super calm, almost emotionless type, followed by enemy to lover. And then also the one that teases a lot. Ah, uh, man, man, I, out of all of these, I think I would want either the childhood friend, the, or the, or the quiet slash shy one. Yeah, definitely. Because best believe, I never in my life going to choose a young <laughs> Best believe. Which one is you picking? Uh, I have de- the same, because like quiet shy is kind of like, my type and then childhood friend is just like that previous friendship kind of like you build upon um but even with that even talking about our types another key term is shipping if you want to explain that oh yes so shipping is where pretty much it's like it's basically like fan it's like fan casting but it's like fan casting romances so people like to typically take like okay these two characters it's like oh what would be great is if they got into a relationship or if these people got into a relationship 
And sometimes, sometimes like people be right when it comes to the shipping. Uh, and then sometimes they be all the way wrong. Or, or they may be choosing uh, some ships that, that you just know would never ever in a billion years happen. We're looking at you, all the people who try to ship Deku with Bakugo. <laughs> or all, or just like all the, the male to male uh, shippers when you know that there's another person who is much better for them in the long run. Sir. Can y'all calm down with those type of ships? You know it probably ain't gonna work out. But but yeah, it's almost like fan casting and sometimes like the authors take those into account. Mm-hmm. Either either they already had the plans laid out and you're not picking up on it, which is why you're casting those people together, or they didn't lay the the groundwork for it. And then they say like, oh snap, wait, these people might actually be good together. And then they they write it in. Yeah. So with shipping, it's definitely be careful. Uh once you start shipping, you get really invested in characters. So um and if you come across someone that's on the opposite ship, um, it could be dangerous. But just with that, some recommendations. Um, Toradora is my favorite um romance anime of all time it's really incredible the main um kind of pairing is like a tsundere um and it's like one of the og tsundere's with taiga but it's in- really good and then just going from there i have two movies uh both of these movies are like s tier movies so the first one is your name um which is absolutely incredible and the next one is a silent voice which makes me weep every time mm. a silent voice is one of the most beautiful moves I've ever seen in my life. So, and then just with shows, Fruits Basket, um, I haven't seen this, but it, I heard it's like really one of the best ones to watch. And then also a new one is Horror Mia, uh, which is uh, absolutely incredible in terms of animation and story. All right. Yes, yes. And now it's time where we get even sadder with my recommendations. Uh, first thing we are picking is Clannad. Uh, Clannad is a great story. It's an excellent romance. Um, as I said, we get sad, so I'm just going to leave it at that. you figure out what happens later. And then another one, Your Lie in April. Oh, I knew you were going to say that after. <laughs> it's, oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. We are going there. We are going into pure sadness and depression here, folks, of just, of just romances. And because, you know, love hurts. Mm-hmm. Love hurts. But... But yeah, those are some of my recommendations for that. And now we get into one of my favorites. Yep. The Mechas. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to Mecha anime, they typically, it's typically more like, all right. So it's just like, because the main appeal of Mechas is like the mechs, you know, the yep. giant robots that the main characters either pilot or they remote control pilot. And they just go all out and go wild with it. And with that, like, because of just like, hey, all you mainly need is just some mechas and them using it on a regular basis. It can fit into pretty much any of the other categories for the most part. And there's mainly like two different types of mechas. You can either have the real or the super. Mm. Real robots, it's like they typically try to obey the laws of physics for the most part. Right. You know, that's where, like, okay, we can create stuff in real life and whatnot. Uh, big examples, like, 
mostly of the Gundam series. Like, mm-hmm. they're pretty much mostly of, like, real life, as you can tell, like, with war and whatnot. That was definitely, like, my big intro into Mecha and just, like, giant robot fightings in general. Yep. Mobile suit Gundam wing. That's that's what it is. But then you get the super robots. <laughs> the super robots. Bruh. They are, those are the ones that pretty much go to, like, Dragon Ball Z levels of spectacle, <laughs> and they just like to go all the way, all the way out there, and just pretty much display powers like, oh, so like where's the? But then people don't ask like, hey, but they can they be Goku though? They never ask that with the mechas though. So so uh, hey, what's what's y'all issue, fans? Why why y'all putting it against people? But you you can't put Goku against a mech. Or, I, I don't know. I don't know, but that's that's my rant on there. But so we're just gonna have to introduce a new segment called Meech versus the fans eventually. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to try to get canceled <laughs> if we do that thing. But yeah, but when it comes to that, like, what do you think of like what's kind of like the best mecha designs? Oh, I again, I really love the Gundam series just because it's like the realisticness and then like robots with wings looks cool for some reason and i don't know why like it just looks absolutely incredible yeah yes because they kind of look like angels and and we can't have wings uh yet but but uh but best believe if we can have like a mech suit uh we can do that and also what i kind of like is that like for me like sometimes when i watch them i pretend like oh man what if like you took like the mech suit but then you compact it down to be kind of like an Iron Man armor. Ooh, yes. That you can like actually just wear, bruh. Do you know how much carnage I would do with that? <laughs> Anybody who tries to come after your boy, put on the, the Gundam suit and go ham? Right. Oh man. But but yeah, it's like pretty much most most of the time it's almost always the humanoid designs that always like stick out and just like, yeah. Yeah, those is it. Mm-hmm. Those are it. And really, like, and really, like, what I like to get at with it is just topic of symbolism. It's like when it comes to the mecha anime, as I said, like, pretty much it can go into like other different categories. But like, there's almost like a lot of commonalities into a lot of them, specifically with the Gundam series. Mm-hmm. If you want to like touch into that, um, I just know if Gundam like a big one is war, um always touching on it and a lot of time just like with anime in general they like have kids fighting which does touch on just like unfortunately real world situations as well so that's definitely like something that i connect to yeah definitely definitely that's that's pretty that's pretty much like the main commonality with almost all of them is just like right all right we're using mechas as a stand-in for soldiers during war but um, and it's like it's kind of like the way like okay we're doing it's like you can watch like a World War Two esque uh esque anime, but if you have mechas in them, it kind of like okay, okay, now we can like make it more palpable to the general viewer, right? Because like okay, we're not actually seeing the people killing each other; we're just seeing a mech kill another mech, which happens to have a person inside of it. But, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. That's kind of the whole thing with stormtrooper syndrome. It's like mm-hmm. you never see the face. Yeah, so it's like just working around that. And you have any recommendations as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. So pretty much like my recommendations are, as we mentioned, the Gundam series, uh, like any of them, like Mobile Suit Gundam, um, uh, a Mobile Fighter G Gundam, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, Gundam Wing, the goat. 
Uh, and also, like, one of my other favorite goats is Mobile Suit Gundam 00, which, which, is, which is basically Gundam Wing, but on crack. So <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is out there and is great. But, yeah, another ones I had was Eureka 7, which kind of, like, ties into the romance a bit. So it's mm-hmm. like a mecha with romance in there. Uh, Mazinger, or any of the Mazinger series, that also is goaded. Uh, technically, Voltron yeah. is a mecha anime. So, so if you think about like the OG Voltron, like in all of its numerous reboots, that's a mecha. Eighty six. Oh, I finished season two. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Eighty six is just a. It's just goaded. I, I ain't even gonna. I ain't even gonna say more more about that. Yeah. But, but then, there's the big one. The one where you have to be in the right mind space for, and you just have to be prepared mentally and physically for every episode yeah. and every movie. Neon Genesis Evangelion. So do you just want to get into just like the <laughs> the searching that you have to do with that one? Oh boy, you have to you have to go down a rabbit hole for that one. Uh, essentially, you got to have to find that on any of... Pretty much like whatever platform that you want to find it on. I know season one is on Netflix, the original. Yes, like it is on Netflix. Uh, whether or not it's like the best one you can look for, because I heard like the Netflix version like is a different dub in its entirely. Well, I did sub for that, I believe. Uh, I think like sub should be fine, but like the <laughs> dub is like completely uh, ew. But <laughs> but yeah, so like. Yeah, just watch it on Netflix. Uh, it's a great one. And then the Evangelion movies are just fantastic mm-hmm. uh, retellings of the show. And yeah, do you have any other recommendations? Uh, only other one other than Gundam is Gurren Lagann. Oh! Which is a really fun one. Uh, Ro Fight the Power. Search that song up. Um, but yeah, Gurren Lagann is a fun mecha. And it kind of goes into the, the <laughs> fun non physics side of actually moving. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So going from there, we get into the the one that a lot of people like really love. Well, it's kind of multiple categories, but because we didn't know how to address them. But we have drama, psychological and horror. So in these categories, we witness elite storytelling. Um, So just even starting a big one that a lot of people that get into anime for the first time and like are starting to search out is Death Note. Death Note has one of the greatest stories and one of the greatest protagonists um, ever written. So just like a a minor, minor details of it. It's essentially this kid, he gets um, this book called the Death Note and in it, if he writes your name and then you, you essentially die. So he can uh, determine how that happens or he can just write your name, leave it. And then you just drop dead. And it's just like the search of him trying to like not get caught is so good. Um, a lot of people talk about a drop off after a certain point, but it's far enough into the show where it doesn't really matter. In my opinion, mm-hmm. if you even want to just like kind of touch on this, uh, these sub dramas as well. Oh yes. Well, first I want to talk about just the greatness that is a uh, death note and just, the topic of a uh, protagonist versus hero, because there's a distinction. Uh, because whenever, like, you can have a, because protagonist just means the focus of a story. Right. 
the hero just means like you know your standard hero mm-hmm. they but they don't necessarily have to be the same thing no they do not because of just because of just how protagonists work like as i said it's just the focus of the story so essentially you can have like a villain be the protagonist or you can have like somebody who's more dubious mm-hmm. if you will to being the protagonist uh if you like for example if you look at the story of the star wars prequels <laughs> it's like you look at anakin skywalker and specifically episode three he ain't no hero right he ain't no hero at all he's outright the villain it's a villain origin story mm-hmm. and that's the case with like a lot of different animates so like just wanted to like put that uh that distinction out there when you're looking at other ones but yeah, it's like when it comes to like these genres like drama, psychological, and horror, like they have pretty much just top tier uh, storytelling, like like stuff that you just go like, oh, oh, that's how it's going down. Hold on, I need to watch more. Or in the case of some horror shows, it'd be like, oh, that is so visceral. Let me keep watching. Yes, I can't look away. And just like another one that is like, um, it's not it has mechas in it but it's also a part of just like this it's not based on the mecha but code geass um lucia the rebellion just any code geass is like really good um that has one of the best protagonists in it and what i really just love about this all these genres it forces you to put on your detective hat so you're constantly thinking um even if you know that some of them are the villains you're just kind of like you're rooting for them in a sense because you're like you're playing along with them mentally. Like, how do I get away from stuff? How do I how do I get away with it? How do I uh, clear my name and just like different levels of that? And then even kind of just like their purposes behind it. So getting into just a few more recommendations that I have, uh, we have Parasite, which is more of a horror. So it's just, it's not the movie, but it's the anime. And essentially, it's like this parasite takes over this uh, guy's hand, and we just kind of go from there. It gets really dark. <laughs> it's, it's not Venom, but uh, yeah, I love it. It's really, really good. And then just two more that I have. We have Erased, which it's not an isekai, but it kind of has isekai themes in terms of a character. They go back in time to their younger self in order to kind of just like fix uh, what happened and solve a mystery. And erased has one of the best openings one and then just it's the story is like like we said again like we can't say it enough this has the best storytelling in our opinion and then kind of like the spiritual successor to erased is tokyo revengers um so it's essentially like this guy he gets reincarnated to save the love of his life but in order to do that he has to go back in time to his younger self um, around in middle school and what's crazy about Tokyo Revengers is that there are middle school characters absolutely staging gang wars all across the city it's pure hands it's black air force the anime like hands are thrown all the time and all these people are in middle school it's wild so yeah you got any recommendations uh yes yes i do and a lot of these lean more towards the horror and psychological side we have Tokyo Ghoul. Ooh. Oh, oh man, that one's disturbing. That's, but uh, but don't watch the season two. Just don't. Just stop after season one. Yep, just stop after season one. You'll be fine. Uh, but I say Jason is a menace. Oh my god. And then we have uh, this other one called Corpse Party. Mm. And Corpse Party is it is out there. It's actually like based on a game. 
that's also based on like an old Japanese uh, like fairy tale slash game. So so it, it gets uh it gets wild quickly. Uh, a, a a lot of a lot of blood and guts there, but and then another one that's also horror thing, but also can fit into shonen, Helsing. Oh yes, yes. Helsing and Helsing Ultimate are just top tier. Specifically, Ultimate is just top tier. Yes, top tier animation. The main character Alucard, which if you get the name. There you go. He's yeah. just he's just one of the he's just one of the best protagonists. And I just say he has probably some of the most uh terrifying and some of the most boss lines I could think of for an anime protagonist to say. Cause he ain't just no regular protagonist. He is out here with the forces. <laughs> yeah, and even if you mention that, that makes me also think of Castlevania. Oh so just Castlevania, it's done, it's completed, it's on Netflix. Just take time to watch that. It's absolutely just amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. And now and now that we've calmed down from just all of the chicanery <laughs> of all of the nonsense that be happening, we get to calm down with the next uh anime category, which is Slice of Life. Mm-hmm. So Slice of Life anime are kind of like what it says on a tin. It's just basically anime where it just follows the lives of just just different people as just as they just go through different shenanigans, different chicanery that takes place. It's almost always like none supernatural or just nothing just out of the blue just happens that just makes it uh that makes it like one of the other types. It's just it's just straight. Like it's almost on always on the straight and narrow, and you just mm-hmm. go like, okay, like I'm just watching like these people just go and get into hijinks, right? And and like a question that's like asked like, hey, how close does it get to real life? I mean, in my opinion, I say like it it gets pretty close sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like like sometimes it it may like spine anime where you just see like people going to the store, yeah, and then like. It turns out one of them may like forgotten their wallet in order to go home. So like they have to travel all the way back home and then just hit like every hit like every roadblock on the way. <laughs> and it and like what's great about it is that like because of the animation quality of it, it it pretty much just goes like, okay, we're just getting through through all these chicanery and all this nonsense. And it's like, but the animation makes it seem like so much fun. It's like, man. I wish my life was like that animated. Right. Yeah. With a slice of life, you kind of have to be in the mood to watch it. It's definitely, it's like 90% lighthearted. A lot of kind of the genres that we mentioned, mostly romance tends to fall in slice of life as well. But one of the tricky things about slice of life, I would say is that sometimes there's a plot and then sometimes there's not. Um, And what I mean, what I mean by that is like, in a lot of shows that we mentioned, there's this one overarching plot that they cover every episode. With Slice of Life, sometimes one episode can be broken down into five parts. And sometimes it focuses on the main characters. Sometimes it focuses on side characters. And like you mentioned, it can be like um, the main plot is like, okay, we need to achieve this one goal. And then, but some of the subplots are like dodgeball fights, which are hilarious. Um 
two of which that I'll mention, um, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid and then Spy Family. They both have um, <laughs> dodgeball fights, which are absolutely incredible to watch. Huh, yeah. But yeah. I really love it because you can just, like, like you said, you can turn your brain off to these and just really enjoy it. Yeah, and that was like the main thing is the fact that with these slice of life animes, like you really don't have to think too much. Uh, it's like with all these other ones, it's like okay, if I I have to pay attention intently, it's like if I miss like any detail or like if I miss an episode, I may be lost. Mm -hmm. With the slice of life anime, you can just tune in to like almost any episode and you'd be fine. Right. Think of it as like The Simpsons or Family Guy or like American Dad or just any of like those different type of shows mm -hmm. or cartoons where or like even Friends if you would if you think of like that like if you watch them it's just like okay I'm just following just the lives of these people and see what hijinks they get into mm -hmm. except this time it's an anime form <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah so like one of my recommendations is called The Daily Lives of High School Boys which exactly what it said is like a group of friends like a group of guys and it also has like a group of girls in there as well it's like as they just get into hijinks like either separately or together and like just it's just hilarious uh it's also another one called Dorarara, <laughs> which is just absolute insanity mm. and it also can kind of go under adventure as well but it it leans more towards slice of life than anything else uh, another one I had was uh, this anime called Nichijo. Oh, I was thinking about it, but I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> yes, I like for the life of me, I was thinking like, okay, what was the anime that I saw where it had the principal sequence of fear? <laughs> I was like, what was the name of that anime? I had to look it up. It's like Nichijo. That's yes. exactly what I was thinking about when you mentioned just like random stuff happening. Yes, like like again, just randomness happening such as that in. And all of them found on your just standard sites and whatnot. So, yeah, do you have any other recommendations? Um, other than just like uh, Miss Kobayashi, like I mentioned, Spy Family again just ended, and it's one of the like rated top ten animes of all time. And it's coming back in October, so you can catch up with season one. Um, another one that I was surprised about apparently, Mob Psycho One Hundred is a slice of life. Huh. Like, I was looking it up, and it was, like, a sub... Like, there were, like, five categories for it, but it was, like... One of them was Slice of Life, which I was surprised about. Interesting. But Mob Psycho 100, uh, coming back for his third season, is really good. <laughs> um, and just with that, it's, like, this character who's very emotionless, but when he starts to feel emotion, um, it, it counts it off, which I love how they do that. And then he starts to power up uh, with his psychic powers. <sighs> yep, yep, and... And now we get into our last category. So for the last category, there are other categories just to mention. There's comedy, there is music, which is a very popular one, uh, and just other subcategories that you can look up. But we're going to wrap it up with sports. Um, so sports animes are picking up in popularity. They cover a, a wide variety of sports, I would say. Uh, some even shockingly uh, that they cover. But just with that, like, do they even reflect? like real life sometimes uh sometimes they do it sometimes get into like somewhat of the slice of life uh section but sometimes these characters they be it seems like they have like uh superpowers if you will especially when playing a certain sport you just go like how yes ain't no way uh oh yeah i'm, I'm thinking about like just just one in particular with 
where the main character has like this special ability and you're just like how and there ain't no way that like if this sport was to ha- if this happened in real life in professional sports like no you want to share it's uh the main character of kuroko no basket yes which is on netflix it's on netflix and like he has the ability where like nobody notices him yeah. so like he can just be there to either like pass the ball or shoot or just anything of that nature and nobody's like there to guard him because they just don't know he exists and you're just like no <laughs> no in the nba they you will see every player they know the field yes. and they know all the times and the shot clocks unless uh you're talking about old boy <laughs> who held the ball from yeah. the lakers I'm, I'm not gonna get into that so with kurokano basketball which is my favorite sports one his presence is so low that people don't notice him he can't physically disappear but all the powers in general of kurokano basketball are so just wow uh you have any other recommendations oh man yeah yeah uh like i have this one called hajime no ipo which yes. is a, a fantastic boxing anime and and like it was so good like man it almost makes me want to start like boxing and start fighting people <laughs> oh no wait wait that was just just boxing fighting people is actually for my next recommendation mm. called baki oh yes both both the original baki the grappler and then baki on netflix Good lord, the the hands that are thrown in that show are legendary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, uh, just kind of, I like how you touched on. Did it make you want to play a sport based on watching that anime? I wouldn't say for me, no. But uh, a few others are Haku, um, which is a volleyball anime, and it's probably the highest rated sports anime. I would say uh, definitely the highest regarded. Uh, next one is. Sora the Duck, which is really close to Kuroko no Basketball, but it's more realistic in terms of just, like, abilities of the players. And I really like the journey of those teams just coming together and trying to uh, unite through sports. Uh, Two other ones are Ace of the Diamond and then Prince of Tennis. Nice, nice. Uh, Well, hey, those are, like, some excellent anime and some excellent recommendations. I may actually, like, have some... Something to add to the list. Yeah. To add to the list. And now it comes the time where we take off our scuba diving gear as we get into our sponsor break. And our sponsor for today is the Anime Valley. In the case where you want to just go out and experience anime for yourselves, such as being able to fight Son Goku or being able to cook super great for the main characters in Toriko, you are able to experience what it feels like to be in an anime. Now, please be sure that we are not responsible for any and all, uh, any and all speculation and any all damages or injuries sustained during this trip to the Anime Valley. Your discretion is advised. Please come out to the Anime Valley. Uh, yeah, now that we're back from our sponsor break, I am we're up from air. Just like, again, where you can find all these animes, Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, Crunchyroll, Fanim- Funimation, or if you know somebody in your life, they can hook you up. But just like with that, we had like a really great episode. Um, wait, uh, all the, the ground is shaking. There's power 
the the reishi i can't the spiritual pressure is just too much for me um it's not feeling good right now i, I think i know what's about to happen but i'm gonna just get out of here ah uh, yes so it is time our dear listeners for the black air force segments and it's funny that you mentioned spiritual pressure and reishi because because of the fact that this anime is coming back and that we are about to experience greatness once again in the form of bleach i have the perfect character to be introduced to the black air forces and his name is ukiyota cypher ukiyota is the fourth espada aka one of the main one of the big antagonists of this series and he is an utter monster first thing that he does when he comes up on the scene and he just stands there menacingly while his while his bro yami just does all the work while he just stands there silent because a black air force is so strong with him that he does not need to move everybody knew that he was the problem it wasn't yami it was him and and what better way to prove that than when he kidnapped Orohime. now she did come willingly but but he did pull out the black air forces and twist her arm in the sense of either you come with me or all your friends and your lover ichigo is getting clapped by me and me alone because he has that much black air force in him and for throughout the entire show you never seen him fight for episodes upon episodes just him in his presence he just pops in to stop somebody from getting murked he pops in to just say, hey, I'm that guy. Don't mess with me. But when you first see him get into a tussle with Ichigo, our main protagonist, Ichigo goes full power with his hollow state and he does nothing to him. He full power gets good 10 shows of Kyoto and he tanks it like a boss. He eats it like it was breakfast. And then he just proceeds to donut Ichigo put a hole right through his chest and leave him dead. Now the next time that they fight, he decides Ichigo for some unknown reason decides to go for the run back. And this was the most saucy fight that you've ever experienced because Ukiyota, he does not even transform at all. Yet he is giving Ichigo the work. Like the point where he tries to get to the show Ukiyota and then run past him only for Ukiyota without looking hits him with the Seto energy blast without looking at him come on son you're demon time but the demon time only got worse when he finally released and becomes his, his first form and the big thing about him is that he's clapping Ichigo in his full power hollow state just saying oh clap 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 just knocking him around left and right and of course Ichigo went back down and this perturbed him this perturbed Ukiyota so bad it's like my black air forces ain't working on you no it's fine second release and here's the thing when he transforms for the second time he's the only one who could between all of the other Espada, three, two, and one, which are increasing in power, even zero, none of them could transform a second time. He's the only one that could. And what does that mean when he transforms a second time? He is full on black, Air Force personified. 
His shadow even reflects the Black Air Forces as it becomes black in color. And he decides to clap Ichigo even more badly than he did before. And unfortunately, he decides to donut him again. This time for good. He kills Ichigo, protagonist killer everybody. Put him in the round table immediately. And unfortunately, due to plot armor and uh, main character convenience, Ichigo decides to come back, you know, full hollow, more powerful than ever. He manages to clap Ukiora, unfortunately. Ukiora has like a special move which he can fire multiple times, which ends up only one of them is needed to destroy the entire area that they're in, and you can fire multiple at will. Nah, nah, it was, it was too much. It was too much for him. Unfortunately, he he decides to, he, he decides to get clapped back, but the true Black Air Force doesn't end because when he's about to get murdered by Ichigo, he says one of the most Black Air Force things ever. He says, all right, I lost. You know what? Finish me. You ain't gonna do it. You a coward. Do it. I have no purpose of kill me. Finish me. And he tries to, but he doesn't get finished. He manages to save Ichigo from becoming a full-blown monster at the last second. And then Ukiora dies. While finally managing to uh do do the order he made what Ichigo can and I would steal her heart for the last time. And the only time for the first part, part, portion. And that is Ukiora Cypher. A true Black Air Force. Debate still going on to this day whether he was the strongest of the Espada because of the fact he has a second form that none of the others knew about. Not even his creator Aizen. And fortunately, he may be he may have transitioned to the Black Air Force table, but his legacy still lives on. Please come get your Black Air Forces because your spiritual pressure is immense and your Black Air Force energy is even greater. Yeah, that was, yo, know, listeners, we don't tell each, I don't know what he's going to, who's coming to the table or who's getting in the shoes. So like when I said spiritual pressure, I did not know he was going bleach, which was literally one of my top two animes of all time. Um, That's a great choice. At first I thought you were going to go Aizen, but Ukiora, oh my goodness, what a great, incredible choice. Aizen is already in the Black Force table. <laughs> <laughs> and there needs to be no explanation for him yes so in october the thousand year blood war arc is coming bleach is making its long-awaited return that's going to be so epic so yeah just for real we had a really great time we're not going to give recommendations everything we um just touched on we gave kind of where you can find it at if you just search it online you can find it as well uh so with that we're going to go straight into our plugs and yes, so first thing I want to plug is that, again, we have our Thor mega episode where we are going to like get, uh, we're going to read out a lot of emails, questions, answers through the mailbag that we are going to be receiving from you guys, the fans. So please submit these under these platforms and we hope to see you soon. So firstly, we have our Instagram and our Twitter under Blurred City 22 And we have our Discord, which is Blurred City. And the link to that is in our Instagram page. So if you go to our Instagram page, you'll find the link to the Discord. And you can be set right on in with the rest of the gang. 
and you'll be able to interact with us, submit all the questions and your Geek Out Freak Out segments right on there. Then we also have our Blurred City Pod YouTube page, as well as the Patreon page, where you can look at different episodes that we release exclusively on there, such as our review of the Trapped in the Dating Simulator anime. So if you want to see our thoughts on there, please subscribe and give us a, a good shout out. So please do that. And then finally, we have our email, which is blurredcity22 at gmail.com, where you can also submit your questions as well as your geek out, freak out segments in there as well. So we hope to see you soon on these platforms. Yep. So we're excited with our Thor mega episode, really hyping that up. Probably going to be two plus hours, most likely. Um, hope you stick around. It's going to be really fun. We're going to dive into a lot with Marvel, Thor, even love. So just that's going to be a really fun episode. Uh, so for my individual author pages, my Instagram is Mitri underscore dash. So M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. Twitter at the Mad Dash 16. T-H-E-M-A-D-A-S-H 16. And if you want to check out my book, Phantom Pains and Most Irregular Tell is available on Amazon. So, as usual, we're going to leave you with some words of encouragement. And yes, so my words for encouragement for you today is that, like anime, there is a multitude of different subgroups and subtypes, and that's the same with people. There's a multitude of just people of different types and different uh, maybe thought patterns or attitudes. And you may find that some people may not be to your liking. So feel free to just go out and find and meet people who are also like-minded like you. So please just go out and do that and not be stuck with people you may not necessarily like. Yep. And for me, just sticking in the realm of anime, don't be afraid to branch out. I know we all have things that we stick to, that we love, but there's a world of so much in terms of just music, uh, entertainment, different cultures, uh, really don't be afraid to branch out and don't deny yourself such enjoyment. So with that, I'm going to just say, as usual, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Pod. See ya later. <laughs>